0: How many of you believe God heard your prayer? You're ready to hear? All right, let's see. Let's go. All right, I'll do my best. But hey, even if I don't say anything worthwhile, the Holy Spirit can still speak to you something that's powerful this morning. I want to start with a question. And here's the question. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about right now? Obviously, you're thinking about what's he going to say? What's this message about? How would you feel if, All of us, if you had to walk around with a TV screen on your head, revealing your thoughts 24-7. How many of you would like that? (laughs) We would know exactly what you are thinking. It's a a, a terrifying thought, and thank God it doesn't happen, because uh, the reason we don't want that is because our minds and our thoughts are a huge area of struggle So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 as we begin to explore this incredible topic. Verse 5 says, Casting down arguments, every thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Wow, let me say that again. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Imagine if every thought of yours was obedient to Christ. I want to look at the whole area of our thought life and what we think about. It's actually incredible because you know that our actions pretty much follow our thoughts. Not entirely, but they're a good indicator. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart... So he is. So you become like your thoughts, like your thinking. That's what you become like. Our thoughts are really very, very powerful. Our actions, our character follow our thoughts. Have you ever watched a TV commercial and suddenly felt really hungry (laughs) because of what you saw on the commercial or you want to go out and buy something? That's the power of suggestion. So whatever can get your attention can get you. Maybe you've had your evening meal, you're sitting down and just relaxing and reading or praying or, I don't know, watching something on TV and suddenly you think about, hmm, maybe I should have something to eat. <laughs> maybe a Mars bar or a biscuit or a, I don't know, what you, what you like to eat or an apple or whatever it might be. So you, you, you weren't even hungry, but suddenly you think about it how many of you know that the next thing you do, you, you're in the fridge or in the cupboard and you're getting something. Is that right? Yeah. Your, what your actions follow, your thoughts. So do you want to have some idea of what you were going to be like as a person in the five years, 10, 20 years time? Just examine your thoughts. Because what you think most about is where you're heading. So if you think mostly about loving God, serving God, you know, living right, being kind to people, you know, all that sort of stuff, then uh, that's where you're heading. But If you think mostly about how can I make more money, you know, enjoy life more, my next holiday, some position, or you just think about someone who upset you, or you watch pornography, that's where you're heading. Your actions follow your thoughts. It's not very encouraging, is it? But anyway, it means if we can get a hold of our thoughts, we're going to do all right. Some of you remember the Columbine Massacre with these two kids, uh, uh, Dylan and Eric, when uh, killed a whole lot of, shot down a whole lot of students in that massacre. But what they realized, it all started in their hearts. 18 months later, before, they really just enjoyed watching violent movies and and violent uh, DVDs, and they just absorbed them, and on top of that, they felt rejected. They felt they'd been picked on at school, and so they continually fed their minds with this with this violence, and eventually they actually acted it out. Now, that's an extreme example, but our f- actions do are heavily influenced by our thoughts. So true Christian thinking is actually an uncommon thing. It's a rare thing, and we need to remember the first commandment, which is Matthew 22:36 36 to 38. Teacher, which is the great commandment of the Lord? Now watch this. Jesus said to them, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, let's say the next bit together. With all your mind, often we forget that part, don't we? All your mind. This is the first and great commandment: love God with all your mind. All my mind, and uh, it's a challenging thought, isn't it? To love God with all our minds. So our minds need to be thinking about loving God, you know, serving God, worshiping God, all that sort of stuff. But not only do your <clears throat> actions Follow your thoughts, as you know, I mean, not entirely, but give you an indicator. But probably as powerful, if not more, is our emotions follow our thoughts. This one's really very powerful. But let me put it this way if you begin to focus on the negatives in a person, you, you know someone and you just think of a couple of areas that are not good in their lives, I guarantee you it won't be long before your emotions about them become negative. If you think about the positives in that person, maybe your husband, your wife, your kids, or whatever it might be, if you think of the positive, your emotions about them are going to be positive. You can have good emotions. So your emotions follow your thoughts. Now people struggle with voices. We have people, women, they struggle with voices in their minds. Well, I think the truth is, in some ways, we all have voices. They come as thoughts. You have a thought. It's like a voice. Then you've got to decide, I'm going to listen to that thought, I'm going to reject that thought, what am I going to do with that thought? It becomes a real challenge in our lives. I find myself sometimes focusing on a negative event. You know, someone said something, (laughs) you think about it, or you said something you wish you hadn't. Anyone ever do that? There's about two of us. Or a, you know, someone's rude to you at the counter, or a car cuts in front of you. You know, they just do something nasty and, you know, and uh, sure enough, you know, you think about that event and you just feel upset, maybe for the rest of the day because your emotions follow what you allow your mind to think about. But if instead you just ignore that car and just smile and just carry on, you're going to feel all right. Is that true? So why do you get so upset about that car? You're just wrecking your own day. And so controlling your thoughts is a really very, very powerful thing, important thing that we need to do. And God can help us to do that. So you have two people with the same struggle. One comes out bitter, negative, and the other an inspiring example of of faith and hope. The trial is the same, but I guarantee you the thoughts are what's different. How you think in your circumstance determines your emotions and feelings. So Romans 8 verse 6 is a very powerful verse. It says, To be carnally minded, in other words, worldly minded, natural minded, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So our thoughts can determine whether we're going to experience life and thoughts. It all comes back to the mind. Can you see that? Minded. What you think about. is either going to be deathly or you know, negative or awful or make you feel bad Or if you're spiritually, mind, again, it's a mind, okay? It's your mind. Where your mind is, is life and peace. And um, some of you have heard me share this story, but it would have been, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. God allowed me, He brought my attention to that verse, and He allowed me to experience it. Maybe for about two or three days, where I was able to be, spiritually minded. only think as God would have me to think and not be kindly minded. And I was astounded at the peace that I felt, the life I felt. It's almost like nothing could touch me. Didn't matter what happened, I immediately went to being spiritually minded and I had life and peace. This is real. You know, it is real. It can work in our lives. I wish I could say I was able to hold on to that for the rest of my life. I wasn't. But I know that this is a really powerful truth that our minds determine the extent of life and peace that we experience in a situation. However, I do understand that it's harder for some people to be positive and to think positive than others. If, you know, if life has really you know, been tough on you, being, you've had a hard life and, you know, things have got, had severe blows, maybe your life could be described by. Murphy's Law, one version says, there's a whole lot of version. one version says, if anything bad can happen, it will, and at the worst possible time. That's unfortunate. And some people, that's their lives. For that person to think positive, you know, believe everything's going to work out, they're all going to be good, it's a lot more difficult. But nevertheless, you know, we need to understand the incredible impact of our thoughts and ask God to help us to improve our thoughts. So I don't want anyone to feel condemned about this, but we can feel challenged, that if we can capture the, uh, the control of our thoughts, it's going to make a huge difference. So there's several men in a gym locker. Has someone got a cell phone? Can I borrow a cell phone from a Thank you. All right. There's a gym locker and the, and, the, and the cell phone, here it is, it rings, all right? It rings and so it's on a, on a bench and so the man puts on the speaker and he begins to talk and everyone else stops and they listen, all the men. And so the man says hello and the woman on the other end says, hi hey honey, are you at the club? Yes. Well, I'm at the shops and I found this beautiful leather coat. It's only $2,000. Is it okay if I buy it? Sure, go ahead if you like it that much. Well, I also stopped by the Lexus dealership. I saw this car I really liked. How much was it? The man says, $90,000. He says, oh, okay, but I want all the extras to go with it. Some man, isn't he? So the woman says, great, just one more thing. I was just talking to Jane the other day. And the house we wanted to buy last year, it's back on the market again for $980,000. So he says, well, go ahead and make an offer for $900,000, but only pay the extra $80,000 if you really, really want it. The woman says, okay, I love you so much. man says, bye, I love you too. man hangs up the phone. And all the other locker men are looking at him in absolute astonishment, mouths wide open. He turned and asked, Anyone know whose phone this is? <laughs> See, what all the men were thinking was going on was actually wrong. They were misreading the whole situation. How often do we think thoughts that are totally incorrect? To what is actually going on. And so our thoughts, you know, before we start thinking too much, we need to make sure we're not drawing wrong conclusions. I was in the 24 7 room a number of years ago and really finding a real challenge, something really difficult in my life. And I just felt the Holy Spirit to say to me, Well, Tark, why don't you just trust me? I thought that's a revelation. I want to say that to you right now. Why don't you just trust Him? Yeah. <laughs> whatever's going on, whatever's happening, why don't you just trust him? And so somehow by the grace of God, I just began to cry out to God and I, I just began to declare, I said, God, I choose to trust You because there was a choice in my mind. Right. God, I choose, I choose yeah, yeah. to trust You. Right. I don't choose to not trust You. I choose right now, God, I choose to trust You. Do you know what it was an amazing thing? Suddenly my heart was filled with peace, life and peace. Nothing had changed. The only thing that had changed was my thinking. They did an experiment. People who completed the sentence. This is the sentence. I'm glad I'm not. They did it five times. So, you know, I, I'm glad I'm not whatever. And I'm glad I'm, I'm not living in... A poverty-stricken country. Well, some people think New Zealand is, you know. You know, I'm glad I'm not this. I'm glad I'm not. People who repeated that five times ended up more happy than when they started. So why don't you go home today and then say five times, I'm glad I'm not. Five times, you're going to feel better. But then the people who repeated five times, I wish I were. I wish I were more charismatic. I wish I were better looking. I wish I were more intelligent. I wish I had more friends. They said ended up feeling worse. It's between the ears, <laughs> what you think has such an impact upon how you feel. I'm going to read to you Romans 1:21 to 28. It's fairly terrifying verses, but I'll read it anyway. It says, because they knew not God, they did not glorify Him as God. So here it is. They did not glorify God as Him as God, nor were thankful. So then, because they didn't glorify God, they're not thankful. Became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting. Just in summary, what's that saying is when we don't worship God, when we're unthankful, our thoughts become futile. We have a debased mind, and God gives us over to all kinds of of bad things. Such a person is full of negative thoughts, anxiety, fear, lust, all all that kind of stuff. But if you want to look at that verse at some stage, it all comes back to that they, they didn't worship God, nor were thankful, nor were thankful. You know, in over 30 30 years of walking with God, if someone was to say to me, tell tell me the cornerstones of your faith. What what is it that's helped you to keep your heart right, that's helped you to win victories, and, you know, to still be smiling after all these years despite everything that has happened? The answer I'd give you would be this, that probably right at the top of my cornerstones of my my faith is daily thankfulness. In other words, every day, thinking of the good things God has done for me. Every day. Well, I think without exception. Maybe it's part when I'm traveling and there's a time zone change, I might miss it. Without exception, I just start every day thanking God for the good things in my life. Usually I start with the day before. And I find that because, you see, when I think of good things, I just feel happy. <laughs> I feel good. I feel better. It doesn't mean even the bad, thing, other bad things are happening. It just makes me feel a whole lot better. I also often think of all the prophetic words like acceleration of expansion, new era of conquest. Leave me astounded. Momentum that never ends. Extraordinary. Guess what that does to me? By the end of that, man, I'm ready to go. What? what it's all in my mind. It's all in my thinking. See, our thoughts have such a powerful impact on our lives. But of course, one of our problems for all of us is our minds are often very undisciplined. We just kind of let any thought come in and go in this way, that way, and man, it just really messes with us. But one of the, are we all right out here? You, you, okay, good, good. Well, I knew you were, but I just thought I'd check anyway. You liked the one about the phone, didn't you? I, I know everyone woke up at that point, but uh, just try and stay with us a bit more. I wonder where your mind is right now. Ah. Uh. Who's in the Who's in the bakery? <laughs> uh, who's thinking about the America's Cup that we won? Who, who's thinking right now about those the Lions beating the All Blacks? Come on, own up. What's your mind? Where is your mind? What are you thinking right now? You see, our minds are all over the place. But a major reason I think for a relationship breakdown is an attack on our minds. You know, the enemy accuses us, his, his name means separate accuser, he breaks relationships by putting in our mind thoughts about other people, negative thoughts about other people, and he'll focus on all the negatives, not the positives, because his his goal is always to break relationships, that's one of his jobs, that's, that's his business, he does rather well, I must admit, uh, Revelation twelve ten, the accuser of the brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, well, has been cast down, they often... Lo- 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 Lying spirits, but they destroy marriages, relationships, friendships. They just wreck everything. But it's all in the mind. If you start to think negative things long enough about your husband, your wife, your kids, whatever, it's going to damage that relationship big time. There was a pastor's wife. One day a thought crosses her mind. She says, the thought is that you're beautiful. You could have had fame, popularity, wealth, but you have been cheated in life by the Christian walk. She recognized her source and said, get there behind me, Satan. Well done. Thought comes a second time. She resists it in Jesus' name. The thought comes a third time. She begins to think about it, entertain the thoughts, fed the thoughts. She became obsessed with the thoughts. Then came the opportunity. She left her husband in search of fame and wealth. Eventually came to a place where she said, I don't need the Lord anymore. And she never Recovered. It all started in the mind. She entertained these wrong negative thoughts. And there's a warning here for all of us. The devil will be whispering to you all the time. And he'll be saying things like, living for God is robbing you of a much more enjoyable life. He's going to say to you, it doesn't pay to serve God, it doesn't pay to give financially to the work of God, to get to church every Sunday. If you listen long enough, the thoughts will lead you away from God. But can I declare it from the rooftops? It pays to live for God. It pays to give. It pays to serve. It pays to attend church. Following God passionately is the most satisfying, fulfilling, exciting, adrenaline-pumping life on the planet. The world promises much, delivers little. God delivers on His promises. There is no better life. Do not listen to the lies of the devil. Our thoughts, if we can get a grip on our thoughts, <clears throat> they can help us get closer to God. Because, you know, your mind is dictating so much of where you're at. If we think about God, the Holy Spirit, develop a God consciousness. David did this, Acts 2.25. I think it was David. I saw the Lord always before me, because at my right hand I'll not be shaken. His mind was always on God. His focus was fixed on God. And God can put a thought into our minds at any time of the day, but we may not know it. It's a thought from heaven. It's a thought from God. If we could learn to discern which thoughts are from God, we're going to develop a closer relationship with Him. We're gonna, it's going to draw us closer to God, because our thoughts can take us toward God or away from God. See, depending on thinking, is it either moving you to God or moving you away from God? See, if we think thoughts of love, kindness, loving God, you know, hope, all those things, it's going to draw us closer to God. It just automatically does. But if we think jealousy, lust, greed, criticism, it's going to take us away from God's presence. Our thoughts can bring us closer to God or away from God. We want our minds to be the dwelling place of God in all situations. So you want the mind of Christ in every situation that you face. We want attitudes that please God. So here put it this way. So you're facing a crisis. Everyone's facing a crisis right now. Everyone in this room is. There's no one here that hasn't got some sort of crisis on your hands. Maybe a big one, small one in between, but you've got a crisis. <clears throat> so the keys you're thinking now, what are you thinking in your crisis? If you think, I'll get through this, God is with me, I trust him. doesn't mean your problem is going to go away, but it will increase your peace. Because you're being spiritually minded. If someone is blessed in a way you'd love to be and you think that's cool, I rejoice with them, you'll feel peace and joy. So in your crisis, your thoughts are an absolute key. Think as God wants you to think, and it's going to really help you have more peace. I'm not going to say complete peace and joy. That's kind of overstating but it's going to increase your peace in your life. Just one last thought on this one. I, I wonder whether one of the most damaging possibilities of wrong thinking is it reduces or limits our potential of what we can actually do, of what we're actually capable of doing in our lives. she's so he's saying noise is attacking our minds. He's always saying, hey, you're not really that good. <laughs> you know, you, 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 in fact, you're quite stupid, to be honest. You know, the devil's always like that. You'll, ne- you'll never amount to anything. You know, look, seriously, don't, don't try that. You're going to make a fool of yourself. He's always, always at you. He's at me, honestly. You know, sometimes I'm about to launch out and try something or do something. He said, t- "Don't do that. <laughs> it's not going to work. You, you're not up for that. You're not. You're actually, you aren't that good." And you start to th- sort of think, "Oh gosh, maybe." Very easy to start second guessing yourself, and I think he's always trying to. Our thoughts that they have, a, they can paralyze our potential. You know, you see these ele- massive elephants. And they're bound by this little rope, aren't they? This tiny little rope. You know the elephant just go like that and the rope would be smashed and, and away the elephant goes. But it doesn't do that because it thinks it can't. Why does it think that? Because when it's little, you know the story, it has this little rope around it. And when it's little, it can't, you know, break the rope. So as it grows up, years go by and it's massive and strong, and easy, but it still thinks I can't break that rope. The problem with the elephant's in its mind. It thinks, I can't, when actually it can. (laughs) And, you know, wrong thoughts limit our potential. It was paralyzed due to the wrong thinking. We can be the same, and our thoughts tell us we can't do things that we are fully capable of doing. Boy, if I could shout that one across the globe, that would be my... My catchphrase message that I'd love to, and I do, I, when I go over, around the different place, I'm always shouting at people, you know, your potential is greater than you realize. You can do more than you think. Those things you can't do, you actually can do. There's so much more in you. you, 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 you know, if you could just begin to believe and tap into your potential, you could do so much more. And so we think, I can't lead, I can't speak publicly, I can't pray publicly, I'll never overcome my problem, I'll never be a good parent, I'll never succeed. Friends, these wrong thoughts limit our potential. We need to break the negative thinking, we need to stop thinking I can't and start thinking I can. Start declaring it. That's not positive thinking. This is Bible. Bible says, Philippians 40, I can do all things that God asked me to do through Christ's tooth that strengthened me. Can we all say together, I can? Yeah. Say it again, I can. Amen. Tell the person next to you, I can. Amen. Get out of my way. I'm going to do it. Come on, we're going to make it happen. You know, few things are more important than learning to control your thoughts. Few things. It's hard initially because we've not disciplined our minds. We'll let any thoughts thought enter, but here's the good news. God can help us to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What you say? No, no, that's impossible. No, it's not impossible. You know why it's possible? God would never ask you to do what's impossible. He just wouldn't ask you. If it was impossible, He would not ask you to do it. It is possible, but it will take time. It will take a bit of discipline as well. 2 Timothy 1, 7, as musicians come, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, And of a sound mind. Uh Do you have a sound mind? Well, God says that's what he's given you. He has given you a sound mind. A sound mind is a mind that's obviously in good place, in good shape. So your mind is a key player. A key player. I think we're going to sing covered by your grace because when you talk about the mind, I think people need to know that they're covered by his grace because our minds are wild, they 're all over the place they 're where they shouldn 't be so often, but your mind is this key player as to the quality of your life that 's what I want you to take away i 'll pick up on this somewhere along the line again the next i 'm not quite sure when but i 'll come back to this one and help you understand how to control your thoughts but this is what I want you to take away this morning is your mind is the key player as to the quality of your life as to whether you feel life and peace, not perfect life and perfect peace but more life and peace, or whether you experience a lot more death and, you know, negative emotions. You can capture your mind and control it more. No matter how terrible your circumstances, it will help, according to the Bible. The more you win with your mind, the more you win in life. And we can, with God's help, all win battle of the mind and enjoy life and peace. Why don't you stand with me?